The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not only in me, but also in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I came into the world as light, so that everyone who believes in me might not remain in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not observe them, I do not condemn him, for I did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words has something to judge him. The word that I spoke, it will condemn him on the last day. Because I did not speak on my own, but rather the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. So what I say, I say as the Father told me. The Gospel of the Lord. Did you notice that a fabulous feast day slipped by on us this past Sunday? Last Sunday was April 25th, the annual feast of St. Mark the Evangelist. Since Mark is mentioned in the first reading from Acts today, I would like to give some accolades to the author of the second gospel. Today's passage from Acts chapter 12 reads, After Barnabas and Saul completed their relief mission, they returned to Jerusalem, taking with them John, who is called Mark. Right in the middle of the book of Acts, indeed two times in chapter 12, Mark is mentioned by name. That is, one evangelist, Mark, is acknowledged by another evangelist, Luke who wrote both the Gospel and the Acts of the Apostles. There are, of course, four evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In other words, you and I may have missed Mark last Sunday, but Luke did not. Indeed, he takes pains to point him out. And Luke points out that John was his Hebrew Jewish name, and Mark was his Latin or Roman name. Let me follow Luke's lead today and also point out a few fun facts about St. Mark the Evangelist so we do not miss Mark entirely. First, his gospel should really appeal to all us Americans. Why? Well, because it's so short, (laughs) with only 16 chapters. We Americans are busy people with little time for long books of the Bible, like John's Gospel with 21 chapters, Luke with 24, and Matthew with 28. Mark could be called the Cliff Notes version of the life of Christ. Even the story itself skips along swiftly with the recurrence of the word immediately, euthus, in Greek. The word immediately occurs 59 times in the whole New Testament. 
And yet 41 of those times is found in Mark. And 11 of those 41 times is found in chapter 1 of Mark. Immediately, immediately, immediately. You better put on your running shoes if you want to read Mark. He is short, sweet, and swift. Secondly, Mark ran in some rather elite company, namely with the two pillars of the early church, Peter and Paul. Mark is mentioned at the end of three of St. Paul's letters. Paul penned Colossians and Philemon from prison, and Mark was at his side. At the end of the second letter of St. Timothy, Paul writes, Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me. St. Peter also affectionately addresses Mark at the end of his first epistle, or encyclical, you might say, since he was the Pope, saying, She who is at Babylon, meaning Rome, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does my son, Mark, my son. In other words, Peter and Paul, who who reared him as their spiritual son, and therefore Mark learned his faith from these two fathers in the faith. It is intriguing to see the indelible mark of their influence in the second gospel. Thirdly, let me make a cultural connection. If you have ever traveled to the city of Venice, you no doubt saw the magnificent cathedral church of St. Mark, named for the evangelist of the second gospel. The body of St. Mark made its way to Venice by a rather unsavory route. The evangelist was originally buried in Alexandria in Egypt, where the saint had started the great church of Alexandria, one of the four original centers of Christianity. But in the ninth century, Venetian merchants smuggled the corpse of St. Mark out of Egypt in a barrel of pork fat. Yes, a barrel of pork fat. If that seems like an undignified mode of moving for Mark, Consider this self-effacing episode from his gospel that some scholars see as autobiographical. He's talking about himself. In Mark chapter 14, verse 51, we read about the arrest of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then we find this delicious detail. And a young man followed Jesus with nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him. But he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. (laughs) You decide which is worse, running away naked or being run across Europe in a barrel of pork fat. Whichever may be worse, both stories highlight Mark's holiness and his humility. Today we want to thank God for the evangelist who wrote the second gospel. St. Mark. His short and sweet gospel of 16 chapters is apt for all us Americans. Mark learned the faith at the feet of Peter and Paul, the two great pillars of the church. And his gospel glows 
with their graces and their gifts. And even if St. Mark is immortalized in a memorable cathedral in Venice, his memory also includes being dressed in pork fat and dressed in his birthday suit. In other words, St. Mark was humble in his own estimation. Every year, we should make it a point not to miss the Feast of St. Mark. But maybe Mark would not mind if we missed it. Praise to be Jesus Christ.